someone you know is struggling or in crisis, help is available. Call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. If you are feeling suicidal or depressed, there are many ways that you can get help. You can also reach out to those who you know, and they will check in with you. I say this because um, we all know that DJ Stephen Twitch boss uh, committed suicide today at the age of 40 and we need to talk about this not just as a community but as men and also mental health awareness and checking in with people if you have feelings that you need to talk about if you need to seek help we are here for you And so that's how I wanted to start the show off tonight. So let's go. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast coming up. Somebody grabbed me, knocked me down on the ground. Him found me then. Then Mr. Yule, I reckon, grabbed him again. And Jim hollered. Then somebody grabbed me. Mr. Yule, I guess. Somebody grabbed him. Then I heard someone panting and coughing. Then I saw someone carrying Jim. Who was it? Oh, there he is, Mr. Tate. He can tell you his name. consent. Now, here's the way it works. You can see the necessity of going to school. We'll keep right on reading the same every night, just as we always have. Didn't see. 
a single click scout, you get along a lot better with all kinds of folks. You never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view. Sir? Can you climb inside of his skin? Walk around him. But if I keep going to school, we keep... Huh. Hello, this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I played that clip because I brought that up to a friend of mine, James. I know he's listening. About what happened today and about the death of Stephen Boss, also known as Twitch, and how everyone can look at his smile and his dancing and say that he had it all. But we don't know the internal struggles that people go through. And so I quoted to Kel Mockingbird. We were sending voice messages to each other um, because I was on my way to work. And so I just press, you know, I just tell you know Siri to do it and record it. So and I and I quoted to Kel Mockingbird. He's like, oh my God, that's the second to kill a mockingbird I think was you, you said this month or this year and um, how Atticus Finch said you really can't understand a person until you see things from his point of view and so that's what I would say about Twitch about Stephen Twitch boss we, we weren't in his shoes and we don't know the internal struggles that he dealt with or uh, we do know that he was a, a father and he was a husband and he was a provider. What we don't know is, okay, who else did he provide for? Did he provide for his family as well as others within his family or friends? That's the thing when you are a provider and all the stressors that come with that. And also, there's still this unfortunate stigma of talking about mental health and talking to somebody and seeking help and through a professional and and if you have to take medication and um, check in with people and just stay up to date with your your mental um, your mental health you know to make sure that you are able to not just function but show up for yourself and show up for your family but first and foremost show up for yourself and um, I mean, there's a lot of talk about this, you know, and you look at, I don't want to mention him, but I will, Kanye West. Kanye West, who very publicly has a mental health struggle and how we all make fun of it. And we, you know, we don't understand the internal struggles of that. And so that's why I quoted To Kill a Mockingbird about, that. you know, that's about... Um, the struggle of racism and the struggle of bigotry. And there is a form of bigotry when it comes to mental health, mental illness and depression. And we don't talk about that. And especially men, we don't, we don't talk about that. Or there, you know, it still really is a stigmatized thing. And especially in the different communities in the African-American community, the Hispanic community, and even the Asian community and the white community as well. Um, that, uh, but primarily men, that you don't talk about it. You just don't talk about it. You don't talk about that you need to see somebody and try to bottle it down. And so with, with Stephen Twitch 
uh, boss. I we can only we can only wonder what went on. What was he dealing with? And maybe that's between him and his family, between him and his wife. But we can't we can't judge, and we shouldn't judge. That he was in pain, and and. We, we at the same time we are the public and there are certain things that we shouldn't know or certain medical anytime that they release a celebrity's medical records and then they black out certain portions we shouldn't be seeing that just to be very honest it's like if someone took my medical records oh here you go and everyone knew everything you know what medication I take or my medical condition because I do have a medical condition and some of you know about it and why I can't drink or eat certain things. And, and I choose to talk about that with whomever I talk about. And, um, but yeah, the struggle of mental illness, you know, uh, let's back up what I said earlier. It is, it's, it's really a gender thing. If you think about it, men, men are taught not to do that. Don't, you know, they, you either go talk to a religious parishioner or a friend but when it comes to a professional a professional who can actually help you and recognize some some things maybe that they could help you with or maybe a form of medication could help or steps or just discussing it and talking about it whether it's a traumatic experience or uh, a traumatic childhood or abuse or you know um, the genetic uh, carrying of mental illness because it can be genetic for some people I believe um, depression depression runs in my family so yeah it's and it, and it hits people in different waves it really does my grandmother had it I have bits of it um, but it hits you in different waves and you learn to work through it and um also just our experiences and our um, our atmospheres you know we all we all come in different environments we're all affected by different things and with twitch I believe being in the entertainment industry and especially the music industry the music industry is very cutthroat it is very cutthroat mental health I just mentioned Kanye West mental health really isn't major when it, it's it's a it's about money it's about showing up for the money making that money for the studio okay whether your artist is on drugs or losing their mind it doesn't matter what matters is is that they are making you money okay there are so many films that deal with mental health okay I mean you look at one of the one of the great comedians Robin Williams we had we knew that he had a struggle he had a struggle but as far as it went and yeah there's a lot out there there's a lot out there artists who talk about it Bruce Springsteen 
in 2002 revealed that he was seeing a psychiatrist. People were stunned by that, that Bruce, the boss, would do that. But he had to for himself. Um, there are films out there, though, that deal with this. Uh, mostly Silver Linings Playbook. Here, here is a, a clip that might help. And today, we're counting down our picks for the top 10 most accurate depictions of mental illness in movies and TV. Before we begin, we publish new content every day, so be sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to get notified about our latest videos. For this list, we're praising the films and shows that go out of their way to change the warped view of mental illness in media. Number 10, Tony Stark, Iron Man 3. Remember what I told you that I have an anxiety issue? Does this subject make you edgy? Yeah, a little bit. Can I just catch my breath for a second? I get bad guys and also, do you need you know what's fantastic about Marvel? Their male characters aren't deemed any less manly for having emotions. When Stark has a near-death experience at the end of the Avengers, it damages his psyche. What just happened? Though the aliens are defeated, the battle in his mind is far from over. Whenever the wormhole is mentioned, his world seems to stop. to dissociate. Jarvis officially identifies the debilitating episode as a panic attack. My diagnosis is that you've experienced a severe anxiety attack. Me? Having a character experience this in such a popular movie matters. It shows kids and adults alike that even superheroes are affected by trauma. Number nine, Hannah Horbath, Girls. Five, six, seven, while Lena Dunham has been at the center of controversy, it's worth noting her character on this list, normally demonstrated as something mystified or a thing to be mocked. Obsessive-compulsive disorder has been vastly misrepresented. In this HBO drama, the writers decided to take a realistic approach to writing the disorder, showing its less quirky side. Dunham knew just how to play it properly. After all, she has OCD herself. Despite the dissension over the show, it's good to know that TV finally got this disorder right. You are fighting good. You are fighting good. You are gonna find. You are gonna find. Find. Number eight, Carrie Matheson, Homeland. I'm gonna get you a bit more Advan to settle you down. I don't need to settle down. Tell him. I'll tell him. This is a slightly controversial portrayal of bipolar disorder, but at least at times, it can be a very positive portrayal. Some episodes are more accurate than others, but overall, it's a decent representation of an often ignored illness. I have heard from a number of people that said, I've never seen bipolar depicted so accurately. We've done our research. All of us have had experience with it in our families or our friends. It shows how mental illness affects you from job security to everyday living. The use of medication is visible and shown as important. What's interesting about the show is that Carrie's disorder isn't only in one story arc. Instead, it's an element injected into the story, affecting the plot in various ways. Number seven, Patrizio Pat Solitano Jr., Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, undiagnosed bipolar. Yeah, with mood swings and weird thinking brought on by severe stress. Along with great acting and cinematography, this movie impressed with its realistic writing. 
In a world where a state of psychiatric hospital means stigma and alienation, Silver Linings Playbook brought a taboo topic to the forefront. You ever take Klonopin? Klonopin, yeah. Right? Jesus. Like, is it love? Yeah. What day is it? With mental illness, there's still love to be felt and relationships to be recovered and built. Throughout the film, Pat's bipolar disorder is portrayed accurately, from its milder symptoms to full-blown panic attacks. Similarly, love interest Tiffany suffers from depression and anxiety, exacerbated by the death of her husband. Together, they create a love story unlike any that had been told before. Because I am so much crazier than you. Keep your voice down. I'm just the crazy slut with a dead husband. <laughs> Forget it! Number six, Maria Bamford, Lady Dynamite. So Larissa says that you think you're really funny and you have a lot of mental illness. Wow, that's how she described me. Yeah. For every bit of comedy in this Netflix original, there's a serious story being told. The whole premise lies around the main character's bipolar disorder and suicide attempt after all. Through the show's two seasons, Maria grows to realize that she needs to put her mental health first. The non-linear storytelling shows how bipolar disorder affects people throughout life and how the management of the disorder is indeed possible, despite how difficult it may be. I've been in a psych ward three times in the past year, and that does not define me. The time jumps let you see how far the character has come throughout her life. This is a semi-autobiographical show, so it's no wonder it seems to be so true to life. Psych wards are, are as if an art director came in and said, let's break some more chairs, uh, <laughs> let's take some pieces of, of the puzzle out of all the puzzles. Oh. <laughs> and, uh... Number five, Edgar Quintero, you're the worst. I'm worse than ever, even like small noises or someone yelling. For all the cynicism and comedy in this show, you wouldn't believe how genuinely they paint mental disorders in two of its characters, Edgar and Gretchen. I had depression! That is a legit-ass mental-ass illness. The way they write PTSD is sensitive and poignant. Edgar is more than his diagnosis, something that a lot of people tend to forget. The writers giving Edgar the diagnosis matters because Latino people are statistically far less likely to report mental health issues than Caucasian people. Well, you know how when you get back and it's hard to stop seeing danger everywhere? It's like, I used to have these dreams about war. Lots of violent stuff. It's such a real look at the terror that comes with reliving the trauma, but lightened a bit by the love of his friends who try to help him however they can. Number four, Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman. Idiot. What'd you do all day, piece of shit? That's a day you'll never get back. What was that? We bet you'd never guess that a cartoon horse would make it on this list. However, any fan of this show knows exactly what we're talking about. Bojack had existing mental health issues worsened by child abuse and neglect. There's even an episode about what goes on in his head daily. Oh, I don't deserve breakfast. Shut up. Don't feel sorry for yourself. What does that do? Get breakfast, you stupid badass. These are cookies. This is not breakfast. Similar intrusive thoughts of self-deprecation, unearned guilt, and deep dread plague many with depression and anxiety alike. And his illness is anything but romanticized. I have poison inside me, and I destroy everything I touch. That's my legacy. It's ugly. It hurts. And some days there's nothing he can do but go to bed and hope tomorrow will be better. We just hope he finds his real lasting happiness, despite his insisting that he doesn't deserve it. That's not true. Yeah, it is, you stupid piece of shit. You're a real stupid piece of shit. And everywhere you go, you destroy people. Number three, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. You want to do it. You know you do. Shows like this are important because most people think PTSD is something that only affects war veterans. While veterans deserve
deserve respect and effective mental health treatment. The disorder can also stem from many other situations, such as the repeated abuse, rape, and brainwashing that Jessica Jones endured with Kilgrave. If you don't listen to me, what is the point of having ears? Answer me! Even within the superhero narrative, the show accurately presents the effects of sexual abuse. While the writers don't shy away from the horror of PTSD, they also show that a diagnosis isn't the end of the story. This is just your PTSD. It's not my goddamn PTSD. Are you still having nightmares? Flashbacks. The trauma drives her to become a fierce, independent hero. Instead of merely accepting her pain, she's determined to do something about it. Number two, Randall Pearson, This Is Us. This show is groundbreaking when it comes to humanizing anxiety and panic disorders. I've had two nervous breakdowns in my life. One right before Tess was born, and one just earlier this year. And they happen when I let myself get stressed out, and it just builds up inside, and then... Not only is Randall able to efficiently parent with his disorder, but he also proves to be successful in many other ventures as well. We especially love the sweet bonding moments between Jack and Randall when the latter grows anxious. It shows parents that they can help their affected child by merely showing love and support, as well as teaching coping techniques. In one episode, Randall has a panic attack, stemming from long-brewing stress. The internet immediately flooded with posts about how tactfully this storyline was handled, and we have to agree. Before we unveil our top pick, here are a few honorable mentions. I am an addict. I am a, I'm a drug addict, and I'm an alcoholic, and I'm a sex and love addict. What's it like? Just hearing the voices. Your mind tricks you. It tricks you into thinking that things are fine. They're not fine. Nothing is fine. It's all wrong. Number one, Rebecca Bunch, crazy ex-girlfriend. How did I get PPD? Is BPD curable? How serious is BPD? Is BPD easy to fix? Is BPD genetic? Did I get the BPD from my mother? I got it from my mother, right? Again, just like rapid fire, just like answer, don't think about it. Rebecca has borderline personality disorder. It has some intense symptoms, making it hard sometimes for loved ones to understand. The thing is, I'm just too tired to buy things or do things or get things or say things or face things. Maybe after watching the show, however, they can see where their loved ones with BPD are coming from. The series also talks about something that those with mental health issues can totally understand just how good it feels to finally get a diagnosis. Many people don't like labels, but putting a name to something can help you realize that you aren't alone. This story arc is complete with song and dance. Would you expect anything less from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? But now there's no need for regret Cause I'm about to get a diagnosis A diagnosis Do you agree with our picks? Check out these other great clips oh. And so I wanted to play that to show that in the media, how it's handled, or I shouldn't say handled. Let me let me dial that back. Sometimes we all say the wrong things. How it's um, manifested on screen, television, even music. I mean, think of the musicians who have panic attacks and anxiety. And then some of it also is due to health. You look at someone like Neil Young, Neil Young, who has epilepsy and, un, and has these uncontrollable moments sometimes. So, yeah, but it's, it's seen as a stigma and it's unfortunate. It's really, truly unfortunate. And so we need to talk about that and check in with one another. 
So if you are feeling down, if you are feeling you're at your wit's end, you're, you're, you need help, contact um, someone. You can contact Suicide Prevention. You can. Um, there's also the, the Trevor Project for LGBTQ youth. And um, where you can just check in with me. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Good night.